Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my wonderful co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sita. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So, Mina, what are we doing today? We are doing an on-air coaching call, right? Yes, and we're so excited to have Makita on with us. You guys are going to love her story, and we invited her on here specifically so we could coach her, basically. (laughs) (laughs) We love what you're doing. Can we help? Um, So we have Makita Hart of Sergeant Hart's Barbecue Sauce. Welcome, Makita. Thank you for having me on. We're so excited to have you. So first, let's just start by telling our audience a little bit about what you're doing. So you make barbecue sauce, but let's let's give them the story of, of how you ended up making barbecue sauce. Sure, of course. So the story of Sergeant Hart's barbecue sauce actually started in, in the late 90s. We were stationed in Germany and it was we were at a, a function, kind of like a, a gathering, just a barbecue gathering with some of the um, soldiers in my husband's unit and their families. And uh, we were grilling and smoking ribs and we ran out of commercial barbecue sauce. And so uh, my husband is in the pantry and he's frantically pulling some ingredients together and he makes what we have today, Sergeant Hart's barbecue sauce. Um, he didn't make it for a while and we left Germany, got stationed here. Uh, I guess I maybe should back up a little bit. Um, in Germany, you're not anywhere where you have family. So you have to kind of build those relationships there. And we build those relationships with his, his soldiers, um, with their families, with neighbors, And unless you're married to somebody who's German, you don't have extended family there. So you have to rely on other people to become your family. Um, And so when we left there, moved here, we kind of had the same thing, had to start over with building new relationships. And so we found some individuals who we kind of bonded with and built up those relationships, did grill outs and stuff together. And he was like, you know, hey, let me bring that recipe back because we do have one child that does not like barbecue sauce, but she does like her dad's barbecue sauce. So we started making it and bringing it to functions and they loved it. Uh, And then one year we decided to do a local event here, a barbecue festival, and it's a chamber event. And we did the event as a competitor for a backyard barbecue type of thing. And the people loved the sauce. Uh, At that time, we weren't ready to market it. We were thinking about it, but both my husband and I both had full-time jobs. And when I quit my job to take care of my husband's family member, and then she decided not to live with us anymore, I figured I needed to do something to kind of bring back that income that we lost. And so um, I decided, let's go ahead and do the barbecue sauce business. You know, we've been kicking it around for years. Let's go ahead and do it. A lot of people like it. 
So let's do it. And so um, I found a mentor and got it going. So you've been in business nine months now with Sergeant Hart's barbecue sauce, right? Yes, we have. And then, so in terms of sales, um, do you sell online? Do you sell on your website? Do you sell direct to customers? How do you sell right now? Right now I sell direct to customers and I have an Etsy shop and an Amazon shop. So um, that's currently how uh, we are getting the word out about Sergeant Hart's barbecue sauce. How's Amazon and Etsy doing for you? Um, well, Etsy, I've gotten a few orders through Etsy. I've been having that the longest in Amazon. We just launched late February, I want to say. And so, so far we haven't gotten much traction, but I'm, I'm hoping to get there. Very we're only a month after that. So just so everyone knows in real time, we're, um, it's only about a month that you've been live on Amazon then. Exactly. And you have done a ton in the last nine months. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I have done a lot. I figure, you know what, I keep relevant. Yeah, let's let's be like the Kardashians and just stay on top of my mind. <laughs> he does travel and he does try and take um, sauce with him whenever he does go traveling out. So um, right now I'm kind of pushing the Amazon and Etsy to a lot of people who are outside the state of Washington um, or outside of, you know, a drivable area because I'm still, they're still having to pay for shipping for that. So anybody who's local shouldn't have to until I can get into some stores. So Amazon, then are you being fulfilled by Amazon? Are you guys, or are you fulfilling yourself? I am fulfilling myself at this point. Do you have advice on that, Mina? Um, (laughs) I always advise to have Amazon fulfill because they, in my mind, push what they fulfill because they know they can um, meet customers' needs more quickly. It's easier for them to, they have more control, right? So then if they're featuring you, for instance, they know they can get it to you in two days or, you know, the customer in two days and then you get that prime badge. I think it's some crazy percent, like 60% will only buy prime badge. And I know there's some people that can get it if they don't fulfill by Amazon, but that's uh, a different process in itself. Exactly. And I'm still trying to figure all that out. Um, Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out how to do Amazon and take it up to our local one. Because, I mean, I'm in Washington State. There's like, I know where at least two of the fulfillment centers are, but I... it's very weird because they don't have anybody you can call. It doesn't work. Well, I'm sure it's a bot or a machine that scans stuff. So, but you know what? Since you are very close, they probably, when you ship to Amazon, they'll pick what's, what ones you'll go to. So um, it might not even be the cl- one close to you. I used to have to ship all the time to Illinois and now I ship to um, New York, New Jersey actually. And they just base it off of like demand, I think. Okay. So, um, but they have a very, very... Um, affordable shipping rate with UPS. So like if you send stuff in, it's not like what you're paying commercially. It's definitely, you know, the Amazon rate when you send it in. And I need to say something about that. That's like super tip number one right now for anybody listening because we had clients ship to Amazon on their own dime but mm-hmm. with their own shipping, they went and printed out their own labels. So if you start to set yourself up for like Amazon FBA and Prime and you go through the process, right, Mina, they'll give you the labels. To yeah, ship. you're paying them. Yeah. You pay for them still, but at a significantly lower rate than you would if you stepped into a UPS store. And so it's definitely based on weight and dimensions because you do put that in okay. and then you get a special rate and then they, you print off two labels one for the Amazon warehouse and one for UPS. And you put it them both on your box. So when they get it, they some bot, not a person I'm guessing, 
scans that Amazon warehouse barcode that was on your box and they know that, hey, that goes with this shipment. All right. I give that a try again because I, I think what I was doing before was I was trying to send a whole bunch of stuff and they wanted me to send it to Texas and it was going to, it was going to cost quite a bit because it's yeah. not a bottle. And so I was trying to send a lot of them. So I'm going to give it a try again and see what I can do. Sometimes I'd say that it's worth the investment because there are huge percentages of people now that are strictly buying on Amazon. And so we have clients that, that sold a food product on Amazon where this food product isn't even a popular product, but they're one of the few doing it. And they started basically within the first couple months of their business, they sold more than they sold online, basically. Like they all of a sudden upped their business, like in quantity, right? So even though you're losing, not losing, I'm going to say it's not losing. People get usually get afraid of selling to Amazon because of the discounts taken, but the ability to reach that many people at that exposure and the easy reorder ability and that they know that's where they get it and they don't have to worry about like, is it sold at Whole Foods or the specialty market? It just makes it so easy. So it's almost worth it in terms of marketing or that you're not fulfilling that you, you've got kids, like, you know, that Amazon's going to fulfill it for you. You go about your life and you're just dealing with the production and getting it shipped to Amazon, but you're not having to worry about like, Oh, I got an order. I got to get home and ship it by this time. Right. Yeah. And the thing with Amazon too, um, Makita, is that sometimes it's not affordable since they take 15% plus they charge you for fulfillment to do one item. So there's people that will do, and I give this example of spaghetti sauce all the time, is that they only sell six packs of spaghetti. The first time I saw, who would buy six six cans of spaghetti and everybody like raised their hand. (laughs) And so like if you had a three pack of barbecue sauce or a six pack, those are the people that are probably military based and would likely buy a whole bunch or if they have large families or they have a barbecue coming up and they have a gathering of people, then they'll probably want more than one bottle. And it makes it so your margin is greater. You have that margin built in because you're selling three instead of one, right? Okay. Yeah. Even consider a two-pack, Chipotle and regular because you have two flavors. So they get to always buy two packs. I think you were saying your biggest bottle is $12 each. So mm-hmm. it's $24 for them to buy two, but you know what your cost is. So you've got more of a margin in there because you're now you're upping your individual price. Okay. Um, and I like the idea of like the three packs. So it could be three original, three Chipotle. Um, and I think it's the concept of like Costco, right? People go to Costco and they know they're getting some sort of so maybe there's somewhat of a discount, but the fact that it's prime, but they, they know that they're, they're buying in bulk. Right. And then they don't have to think about it. They've like bought it. They have it. Right. Right. My sister only buys dog food online because she does not want to carry the dog food to the car. She wants it delivered to her doorstep. Convenience, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's just something to consider in terms of just your Etsy's fine. But I, I think that, and that's sort of where we're going to get to. I think that if you, if you're set up on Amazon, how do you increase your sales on Amazon? Because that is such a bigger reach and Mm -hmm. people are last minute shoppers. So prime is like two days, you get it. They hear about it. Like, let's say you're on this podcast and people are like, I want to buy it. And they can't, you know, but if there's like, it's on Amazon, they can actually taste it in two days. Right. Yeah. Chances are they will be way more likely to do that than they are to go to your own website because the trust is already built through Amazon. And, right. you know, it's just easier because t- 
typically they'll buy, oh, I need barbecue sauce, plus I need eyeliner or whatever they happen to need. And their credit card stored in there. Their shipping address is stored in there. It's probably an app on their phone. It's so easy. They'd have to remember your your website, go to it, put in all their info. That's the time that, I mean, that's for me personally. I'm like, oh, I don't have my card with me right now. You know, if it's not stored in my computer or wherever. So yeah, so that's something to consider. But why we wanted to have you on the podcast was that we are so inspired by your story and by how the the how Sergeant Hart's barbecue sauce came about. And and I'm gonna say this in the nicest way, but in following you on Instagram, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And we're recording this today on the day of all days, if anyone remembers this day when they listen to this in the future, um, that Instagram and Facebook more or less crashed. We don't know why, but we (laughs) can't get on. (laughs) Somewhere in the future, remember that day. (laughs) Yes. But I was able to pull it up somewhat, so I'm gonna be able to look at... um, at your page. So I just sort of want to break down your bio really fast. So you have your image, your story and image, which is the your label. And then it says Sergeant Hart barbecue sauce. And it's a small family company with a service disconnected veteran at the helm of the recipe that has turned skeptics into barbecue sauce fans. Beautiful. And then there's an Etsy link. Then below it though, all of the images are... I don't even know, like a, like National Power Napping Day. There's an image, Happy Women's Day. There's a Mardi Gras mask. There's Read Across America. So there's a lot of stuff that maybe we would be posting personally, but doesn't fully represent the barbecue sauce and like the meat and all yeah. that. So let's start to talk about first, I think your brand story, like, okay. right? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your bio first. Okay. So I think it's pretty good. I like it, but they have to be invested in order to read that um, a little bit because it's um, it doesn't like flow. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't flow as well. So in my mind, I'm thinking it should be a little icon or emoji, you know, that I don't know something. Let's say a heart, a heart, and then it should say um, made by a military family, and then another heart or whatever it happens to be, and it could say something like because nothing makes friends into families like barbecue you know, tying in your story, right? So things like that, that make it easy because people are like, oh, it's military based. And uh, it's, I mean, they get the idea kind of from Sergeant Hearts, but I think it just needs to flow a little bit better for them to feel more and, and make the connection really, really easily. They know your story then. I know I have family members that are in the military, but I know it can be very, very isolating to even be married to somebody who's in the military. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Definitely. Part of my story when I was putting everything together was I wanted to answer the question about who is family. Because sometimes people who are outside of your bloodline can become as close to you as family. And, you know, whether you are someplace where your whole family is in Germany or whether you are that military member and you're away from like your wife and your kids and you're, you know, at war or something, you look to your unit and everything to become a family or, and it's more of a fraternity. So yeah. Yeah. There's a very special bond. So I want your bio to reflect that, that bond that turned into barbecue because it feels like home, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And the taste that welcomes you home. Right. Uh, Cause anyone that's traveled overseas, I mean, I remember I was, I don't know, maybe three weeks overseas in like Europe and you know, there's only so much European, like Italian pasta and croissants you can eat. And all I wanted literally was barbecue sauce on a burger. 
And so we found a hard rock in England. They didn't have barbecue sauce. I was like, what do you mean with barbecue sauce? But it was England. <laughs> and um, and so like, you know, I put ketchup on and stuff, but it's those flavors, especially like for Americans, it's those flavors that you're looking for somewhere else that you like exactly like what is more American than like, you know, cookout barbecues, like 4th of July, that kind of feeling. And so it's taking it's taking that with with you through like taste and smell, which obviously triggers like memories and comfort. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes. So I think if you list out, if you go through like a bunch of words that really describe the brand or you start to sort of brain dump these things that you're saying and you're going to get to go back and listen to this podcast episode as well. Because something you said to me earlier was like, the people love the sauce, like the people love the sauce. And then you talked about that time in Germany when it was like coming together as a unit and wanting to make this food together. And because again, like food is family and all the things that happen in the kitchen, right? Oh, yeah. So you get to take that with you no matter what. And it's all packaged in this little bottle of deliciousness. So take a look at other, and this is for anyone who's listening, but take a look at other brands that you really like that have a strong following and take a look at their bio and see how their bio lists certain things so that you can then turn that into thinking about some things and you can play with it. Like Mm -hmm. you can change it. You could see what emojis stand out. If there's like a military emoji, there's like the family emojis, all sorts of stuff. And your link can be Linktree. There's a, a thing called Linktree. And what it is, is it's actually a link that will go into where your link goes. And then when they click it, it actually pops up into a window that allows you to have more links. So if you go to the product boss's Instagram, you can see we have a link, you open it, and then it'll take you to a bunch of places we want to direct you to. We have like five links in there. The idea is to make it easy for people. So like on my one that I have for my labels company, I have buy on my website, buy on Amazon. I only have two links. Okay. So you might have your website link, you might have your Amazon link, and you might have your Etsy link. Okay. And let's just say some store buys you or you're going to be at an event, you may you may add that in. Or, um, you know, so, but it's really that you get to direct them to more places. And I'm going to probably call this out that if you have Amazon or Etsy as two options to buy, if people were to go to it, I'll bet you they're going to click on Amazon more than they're going to click on Etsy. Oh, yeah. yeah I wouldn't even put Etsy on there, honestly. Uh- <laughs> Well, that's right. You can direct their orders to Amazon. So you can start to direct them there because what you want are you want the reviews to really bump you up. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And you'd be linking it to your listing. Um, also, another thing that when you're talking, I love your description of, you know, we're in Germany, we're making barbecue, smoking ribs, thinking about the smell of smoked ribs. The, you know, some people make it this way. They slow cook it. Some people put it on the grill. So I think that as you're telling your story in your Instagram, it needs to be more photos like that, that have some sort of food connection. People will buy based off emotion and that yes. connection to the food, that craving of smoked ribs. Well, even sometimes just me talking to people about like, Maybe our um, barbecue smoked garlic barbecue pizza. It, just talking about that, and they're like, "Oh my, oh my god, god. yeah, yeah. It sounds amazing." <laughs> it's so good. So yeah. okay, so so when you start to identify these words, I want you to also identify images. So the best way to figure this out for yourself is to just look at other successful brands. So other successful Instagram accounts, other successful websites. Your maybe some some other higher end barbecue sauces because you're, you're the gourmet, you're a gourmet barbecue sauce. That's the price point we're going for. So what we want to do is we want to look to gourmet barbecue sauces, which you can actually probably look up the hashtag, take a look at how they're posting. And it, 
might be that you pay for photography. That might be an investment where like you get your bottles professionally photographed and, but with the idea in mind, because sometimes, so I love some of these pictures that you have like meat and oranges and the different types of sauces or like meat being sliced. So if that's who your customer is, if they're going to be like, oh yeah, like that's, um, something that they love. Great. If family is something that you love, then great. You could also crowd source pictures of American military families doing American things somewhere else. What makes you feel American when you're not in, not here? Or what do you do that is so traditionally American? And you're pulling that in. So you're showing the family because that's a really big part. You're showing the product being used on food and that the sensory feelings for it. And you're going to show the product. And then we have to get really clear on the customer. So right now, you know, I think you have one picture of the sauce with like a, a tiara crown next yeah. to it. Probably not. Yeah. Your, you know, unless it's like, I don't know. That, <laughs> it could was, be your daughter. that was a fundraiser. Okay. That was a fundraiser. My daughter was a part of the Miss America and I made a special label specifically for that. And then it's got words around the logo, which is the uh, four points of the crown of Miss America. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so I made that um, logo and label specifically for the Miss Thurston County, which is the county for one of the people because they're getting ready to go and compete for Miss Washington. So that was the premise behind that. Okay. Um, So I have an idea for that. So uh, Makita had actually done a label that was all pink that was for breast cancer awareness. She had did this one, this label she's just talking about um, for her daughter being in um, the pageant, right? I think that you need to have a character or some throw to Sergeant Hart. So it might be like quotes that say, because real men wear pink. And then yeah. it's, you know, the quote is from a Sergeant Hart. It could be right. even a cartoon character. Um, and then, or because real men get creative in their recipes because he got creative in his recipes, but he's a military man, right? Because real men can take the heat. Check out our Chipotle. I don't know why this voice is coming out. <laughs> or real men, real men um, sh- polish their daughter's crowns. Like. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Um, okay. So all of those can be very special things because Sergeant Hart needs to be able to be lovable mm. as much as he is strong because of the family thing. And you have some stuff with your, with your husband, like you call him the big dog, right? Yes, Big Dog and um, Big Sarge. I'm not kidding. Oh, and I don't know who this guy is and – must be a wrestler with these muscles. You guys need to check out their Instagram because there's some amazing pictures. Um, but your husband has a very specific look and is cool. Like yeah. if you think about like Duff, like um, Duff, like the baking challenge, like he's like this guy, but he yeah. makes cupcakes and cakes. Yes. And your husband, yeah, he's military, mm-hmm. um, but he also looks, I'm going to say this, lovable. And he's yeah. a dad and yes. he's fun and he cooks for the family and he cooks for his friends and he's a sergeant. So he knows how to be the, the head person and knows when to be lovable or strict or whatever. I'm getting yeah. this from photos. So, yes. so make that come out because we want to buy into Sergeant Hart and his family and his family is you and your kids and then the people who are eating it. And I'm just going to show Mina because I don't think you can get on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He is buff. Yeah, that loved one was, he was, um, what did he say? I think he was not Korean. He said he was in Kuwait and he ran across that other guy that's like taller and buffer is some 
bodybuilder, and I can't remember the name. He's going to kill me. Remy, Big Remy, Big Remy, I think was what he said his name Big was. Remy is gigantic Remy. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so, so I think it's coming up with like, and you could think about these other like masculine characters, but this is the thing, right? You're allowing him to cross over because even your packaging doesn't come off as like dudes, like no women allowed, you yeah, know, it's not like, like hey, bro type of packaging. It's love. There's love. There's the food, like love comes in it. He's, you were like, I trust him. He's got me. I trust him. He's got my sauce. He's going to make sure my barbecue is awesome. He's going to bring my family together. He's going to make my daughter who doesn't eat barbecue sauce actually eat it. Mm -hmm. Um, and he seems like he's funny as well. Yes, he is. So bring him in. He's important. Okay. Nobody that has the title, what did you call him? Big dog. (laughs) Big dog. (laughs) That isn't funny or receptive of funniness. Um, So that would be wonderful to bring that in. And then also just, I think it's huge that you guys are military. I think that that, if you, let's say looking at military and Amazon, right? That's going to be a really unique thing that you can start pushing people to it. And they'll sometimes buy because you're military base, um, that you're a military made product. And made in the U.S. I mean, the emoji that we were talking about, we know it could literally be just a U.S. flag emoji, you know, which I actually have on low labels as my made in the USA one. Mm-hmm. And so really putting that in as part of your story, because it's such a huge community of military people and they kind of all stick together, too, because they understand each other. They get it, right? They get right. the struggle, they get the bond, they get the product, they get the story. It's a much easier sell. Than it is to be like, hey, I know you might not need four bottles of <laughs> four bottles of barbecue sauce, but you know this is why we came up with this, and it's because it tastes like home, and we know that you'll go through this in probably a month. Right. Oh yeah, people are going through it pretty fast. And <laughs> matter of fact, I just came off of an event this weekend, and um, this one lady bought uh, one bottle, and then. She sent me a message and she was like, I'd like four more, please. Yeah. You may have to increase your bottle size. My husband, it's because barbecue sauce is eaten like by the spoonful. You don't just like put it on. Like you you slather. Yeah. It's not mustard. You use whatever you're eating. The bottle in the mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're using like a French fry as a spoon to eat barbecue sauce. You're not really eating the French fry. You're eating the barbecue sauce. So So, what's so funny is that I actually eat barbecue sauce with rice. I know that sounds really weird. Do the same. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. It's not just me. They do the same. And let me tell you, so my kids and my husband, they don't like coleslaw. My husband has made a vinaigrette and it's, it's the white sauce that they don't like. And so he's actually taken some barbecue sauce and made a vinaigrette and has put it on coleslaw salad and that's how they eat coleslaw now. Oh my gosh. That needs to be yeah. on your Instagram for sure as a recipe oh, and it Pinterest. Will it will be. I, I'm actually getting ready to go to an event later on this month, the Vegetarian Fest. And I just was thinking, okay, how can I connect with people who don't eat meat? And so Because that- real men love vegetables. Exactly. <laughs> I love this voice. <laughs> so I'm going to be actually doing some videos and um, showing how, to, how versatile the barbecue sauce can be. It's more than um, putting it on meat afterwards. A lot of people mm-hmm. I've heard have marinated with it. So that's a precursor to bar, you know, to cooking. And then you've also got the salad dressing part of it. So yeah, yeah. we're trying to 
to me. So I think that's a big thing to think about. Like, do you, okay, because I'm just going to show this picture to Mina also again. Cause it's this picture right there. Uh, remember I was talking about the commercial kitchen? Yeah. Uh, so that picture is a picture of uh, a restaurant. That's the, that's where the commercial kitchen is. Um, it's called the Masonry Cafe Catering. And the individual, the very first day we went there to make our sauce in her facility, my husband was talking about how he had smoked hamburgers in his smoker and then bought some smoked cheese and put it on top of the burger with bacon. And so she put it on as a special called the Sergeant Hart's bacon barbecue burger. And now it's a regular item because she, we were promoting her whenever we went to vendor events because she also was selling our bottles there. And I mean, we grew her business. She had been in business slightly a couple of months before we went into business and now she has employees, whereas before it was just her and her son. That's so, so yeah. awesome. Yeah. So this picture, just so everybody knows, and this reminds me of like those Carl's Jr. ads where like they've got the person eating the burger and like sauce is dripping off and you're just like, I need that burger. And I'm a plant-based person. I'm like, I could eat that burger. Um, <laughs> but it's a beautiful like well yeah, black bean one. <laughs> yeah, black bean. <laughs> but um, it's a beautifully like well-lit, well-lit picture of like a uber awesome burger with like cheese melting off of it and grilled onions and like sauce dripping off and like three like fresh pickles next to it. So I think when you're doing food photography, you're going to want something along that because this is like really Instagrammable. Like it's, it's, it's a beautiful picture. Um, what you're talking about though. So a couple things came up in this was your husband creates things, right? He actually is the chef behind all of this. There's a burger. Mm. He, makes coleslaw, all the stuff. So this is something that you might want to start doing like stories, like cooking show type stories or lives once a week. Yes. That you do like how to use our sauce and you do that and then it can go and it can be saved in like a highlight. Then that's something you can also potentially put out on, on YouTube or, um, on a Facebook page or something, but, and, and maybe there's a, this is the other thing you need to get their email addresses. So you could have your opt-in on your website, like our three favorite recipes, or maybe once a month or whatever, you release a new recipe. So you guys Mm -hmm. have to come up with 12 recipes and they opt into your mailing list. They get your Sergeant Hart's barbecue burger recipe. And then once a month, you come up with something else. So like coleslaw, or let's say um, in July, your your, uh, recipe would be something very like, or maybe it'd probably be a little bit before it'd be your June one because I need to prep for 4th of July. Yes. But you're sending them recipes according to the season and what they can do with your sauce. So you're staying in their inbox and they want to keep buying from you and you're going to keep giving them ways to, to, to use it. And then that gets their email addresses. They all start with the same original burger opt-in. Okay. And then, um, then you can be like, you're opting in and we're going to send you a recipe once a month and then you stay top of mind for them. And then you're getting their emails because when you get their emails, you can then keep marketing towards them. So if you're going to have like a summer blowout sale or three packs or whatever, we're doing the big dog bottle or whatever it is, then you're going to be able to email them and let them know, like, this is what's happening. Yeah. Um, I love that. Also, I think that you should focus on seeing how, since you're going to be doing recipes anyways, recipes are a hit on Pinterest. Pinterest, They're gigantic. So this is where Pinterest makes sense, right? So as you're doing them for Instagram, you should also do them for Pinterest. And Pinterest, let's link that to your Amazon account and see what happens. 
right? Okay. It goes to your Amazon listing. So your image for Pinterest would be like the recipe, right? The photo, the recipe, the quick recipe of what it is. And then a little button that says, buy this barbecue sauce on Amazon. And then mm. they click onto Amazon. And let's see if that converts um, because you know, they see how versatile it is and how, how they can make it specifically with that. And so they can get it on Amazon. Also, I would love to see the made in the USA, made in Washington state, and then also created by the Sarge, uh, Sergeant Hart and his military family or something like that. Right. Okay. So on your bottle, another big thing, again, if, if this is made in the US, like all, all military products, like um, in apparel, like helmets, Jack, everything needs to be made in the U.S. if it's being sold or used by the military. And so so the sauce, I think, needs a little bit more front and center, maybe even on the front of your label that says like made in Washington or made in the USA or like something that you feel would align with. And this is why you're going to start selling or you have been selling local. So we want people to know this is like in made in Washington, locally made, like people can think um, they can relate to a location. Like you said, you yeah. So you use Tacoma, I think, right? Or Olympia? Uh, Olympia. Olympia. And I think there is, um, on the right-hand panel, I believe, there is a little um, a little insignia, and it says, Made in Olympia, Washington. So maybe yeah. just, if, if it matters to, and this might be something that you source or you pull your friends and family that are in the military, would they want to see it bigger? Like, okay. is that, when they're, they were to see it on the shelves... Or if they'd want to see it on the front of the bottle and maybe, you know, because it sounds like you can change up your pack, your packaging quite easily, oh, and, yeah. which is amazing because most people can't. I created it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and also the fact that you can kind of change your labels as needed. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be something that maybe you create a couple options and you pull out some of your like people that you already know, love it and, and, know, the, and know the product. And I don't know if you agree with me, Mina, but I feel like this, like, I feel like if you're looking, reading Sergeant Hart's barbecue, it has to be like, I don't know. I, I want to see more of like an understanding of like either meat, you know, meat in the U S or like military family. I a hundred percent agree. I think that Sergeant Hart has to be more of a face if he's going to be the name of the barbecue. So it could be a like I said, a cartoon character of him or something or a quote pulled out by him that points him and says, the Sergeant Hart, right? It's like how Annie's has a lot of stuff and it's the bunny is their rep person, you know, the bunny and all their stuff. And I think that saying um, proudly made in the US by Sergeant Hart, maybe just pull it more front and center because I think it isn't very important to people, especially since that might be the reason that they buy in bulk is because of that. Also, um, since you're local and we were talking about this earlier, but your daughters and sons are um, such a good face to the brand as well. You guys are such a strong family unit. It would be fun to see pop-ups since you're not able to get into the farmer's markets right now with it being a closed list um, and you're on the waiting list. You could do a pop-up at like an elite boot camp or something and ask them if you can set up a table or something because barbecue sauce, I mean, I, I know a lot of people fit people that use barbecue sauce because it's not fatty really like ranches, but it adds a lot of flavor because it's basically spices on spices. Yes. Because you'll see it right now. Like I see Girl Scouts everywhere I turn setting up tables everywhere. So I think that if it's going to be local, you could definitely tap into that and see how you do. So then when you get into the farmer's markets, you know what people like and what they don't like. Oh yeah. Okay. Here's another idea. You were in Germany with all these families and then you guys all go somewhere else, right? 
Yes. So everyone's spread now across the world in different places. Another option for you is you could have them as brand ambassadors or like you said, military wives, <laughs> bless your hearts, or military husbands, whatever, whoever the, uh, the person, the home base is, have to pick up and move a lot. And so I know somebody who's an attorney that does, it's online and she actually, there are uh, military spouses that were attorneys, but can't really practice at a law firm anymore because they're traveling. And so she actually will employ them digitally, like online, virtual to Mm -hmm. do certain work for her. So that's another thing you can consider. You can consider giving this as like having either brand ambassadors or brand reps. That is another way for them to make some sort of income by spreading the word to the base that they're at. Or, and so it's not even that they have to necessarily like house the product. Mm -hmm. It could be that they are hosting something, hosting events or bringing it or trying to introduce brand reps tend to be people that are like introducing it to their community. Exactly. They have an affiliate code and they get a kickback. Yes. That was one thing that I was trying to do. Um, I, yeah, that's something. Start with like three people, start with three people that, you know, like would love to do something because all they have to do is talk about it on their social media. All they have to do is kind of show sometimes like them making barbecue or making a burger or making a salad and having your sauce bottle because people know, like, and trust their friends. And then they're going to be like, and then she should tag you. Yeah. If they made Sergeant Hart's coleslaw recipe, that would be cool. And that yeah. could be a hashtag of itself, you know, Sergeant Hart's coleslaw. People like to see other people making it because then it seems like it's accessible and not this professional chef, you know? I've been dabbling around with some video editing software on my phone and loaded a couple, I think three different videos up, but I do need to um, narrate some. So I'm going to go back through and I'm going to put some, some vocals with the, with the videos that I have on uh, I think on. that you should just make an Insta story. You, I don't think yeah. you need to edit any of it. So just like hold your camera up and, you know, hit the hands-free thing. So it'll go the whole time and then just go through the recipe. Let's minimize the roadblocks for you right now. We don't need you to worry about editing and post-production software and all that. Really, social media allows you to have a platform. All you have to do is pick a day and a time that you tell people, it could be every 15th of the month that you have like a live cooking class and you just set up your phone and you go live on Instagram and you have them there and it's super normal. It could be your kids coming in and asking you questions. Like all of that is part of um, being in, being with your family, right? Like they want to be part of Sergeant Hart's family. And so if he's there and like teaching somebody and you're kind of sort of behind the camera and he's like teaching it and then people tune in for that. And then I think you can download. It saves, usually saves, I don't know if the lives saved your camera roll anymore. I don't think the lives do. Yeah. I think it's just the other things, but you could definitely just record it on your phone and then upload it as a video on Instagram TV or YouTube. IGTV is a good one. Yeah. Or cut it into like snippets. Uh, Cut story is a good one that will cut it a little bit for you and then upload it. Yeah, that's that's what I did. I did uh-huh. one. Um, it was cowboy baked beans. Uh-huh, and, perfect. Yeah. So I did that one. I did a meatloaf one and the pizza. So yeah. IGTV, I think, is a great place. And what you can do is you can do a snippet of the video. You can edit out a snippet of the video, put it into your feed okay. when it's when it's up there or into your story. Or you could just go into your story and be like, hey, guys, new IGTV video out now. Learn how to make barbecue, cowboy barbecue baked beans using hard sauce. 
make sure to click on my IGTV right now. And then they'll go to IGTV and then they'll get to watch it. And IGTV is, I don't know, I don't always think about it at first, but it lives there. People subscribe to it and it lives there. So then, and people are starting to move off, not that they're leaving YouTube, but they're starting to do YouTube and IGTV if they were YouTube people. Uh So they're starting to do content, create content but just know that it doesn't have to be super produced. It because part of the appeal to what you're going to do right now, it's just right now. If you start to get such great response to it, then you can Clean up your up. production. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I would prefer it not. Like if you let's say you did a Facebook live on your fan page instead of IGTV, right? And you decided to go on there instead and your husband was teaching one of your daughters how to make that and you're interacting from behind the camera. I think that that's what people will fall in love with is your guys's dynamic. Yes. Um and you calling him big dog or you know your daughter, you know, being, I don't know, like, like um, like dad and like, <laughs> yeah. like identify with that. Right. Right. Yes. Oh yeah. So I think you're, so, so those are ways. And then, and then always have a, a, like a call to action. So in that you'll be like, click on our link in our bio. If you want to get, if you want to buy the sauce, it's on Amazon, click there. Or if you're able to do viable, you, you have your website probably has to get cleaned up, but eventually you can do viable posts um, through Instagram. But let's just say you're like, click on the link in the bio, make sure to get, give us your email address, however you want to get it in to get this recipe sent to you. Mm, okay. And then they get the, and you could start with just like DM me your DM, like send me a direct message with your um, email address and I will send you back a link to the, um, to the recipe kind of thing. You could start as simple because you don't have that many followers right now. As simple as that. Okay. Okay. Just, yeah. Just Easy. remember to have a call to action. It could be, I'll give you some examples. It could be, hey, buy our three pack on Amazon. Hey, direct message me if you want to be one of our brand reps that makes this recipe and I can send you a free bottle. Um, we're only looking for three people. So make sure you direct message me now. It could be, um, hey, subscribe to our IGTV so you don't miss a thing. could be DM me with your email. I'll give you the recipe. Make sure you um, tag a friend that loves barbecue. Make sure you um, tag a military family that would love this. So there's always so many call to actions. Only have one and always have a call to action for everything, for every video that you do. Interesting. Okay. And tell me a little bit more about IGTV because I, I seen it and I don't know when it popped up in there because I don't. I, yeah. I, the cool thing about it is that when you go to recommendations, it pulls from IGTV now. So if you try to search for people, there's lots of, a lot of IGTV stuff, which is why it's really cool. I think it's Facebook's way of trying to, you know, do their lives. People there. Yeah. But there is a 10 minute cap on it on IGTV, it's still, we're still kind of unsure of like how big it's going to get. It's already gotten really big, but if you feel more comfortable with Facebook live and that's, you want to start with your friends and family, they'll more likely see your stuff on Facebook lives than they will you just posting on Facebook because it's a video. Okay. So if you want to just do on your fan page and then share it to your personal page, you could just start there. So start with two phones logged in, your phone and your husband's phone, and one's going to Facebook and one's going to IG Instagram. Okay. That's what I'll do sometimes when I do lives. I'll I'll have my phone and my computer and I'll go live to both at the same time. Okay. But 
The 10 minutes though, honestly, teach a recipe in 10 minutes. You don't have much more time than that. If you could do it in three to five minutes, like quick, because people are also like, I want to make something. How do I do it quick? It could be like minute recipes. It could be two minute recipes. It's sort of like whatever you think. So moving away from that, because that's sort of some of the visibility, what I really want you to do is get really clear on your brand story and keep talking about it. So people don't, as you start to gain followers, as you start to ask people to tag, like you post something of meat and be like, um, tag someone you'd love to share, like share this with, or, um, tag someone who loves barbecue. Or if it's military families, it's like hands up for who's in the military, right? You, you want them to interact with your posts. That's one thing. Second, as you start to gain people, we want them to fully understand your brand message. And I want you to get really clear. So if you were in an elevator with somebody and you had 30 seconds to tell them, you tell us really well, like when you're speaking to us, mm-hmm. but it's not as apparent in the in text and content. Yeah. Or on your website, to be honest, because you're asking people to go search for this versus it being like, if you told me like, this is delicious barbecue sauce, <laughs> This is the, this is, I'm attracted to the bottle. I think your, your packaging is beautiful. And then it's supporting a military family. That's basically trying to build a legacy or build, you know, build something for their family. And this is how it was created. You have now sold me over all the other sauces because I actually know I'm like helping another family that's entrepreneurial. I'm supporting a family owned business and military and and you're telling me it's delicious. So I'm for sure going to give one bottle a try. And then if I'm convinced, I'm going to go with it. So I just really want you to keep hammering home the really super clear message of family owned and operated retired sergeant. And then that idea, that story. So you, if you take, and it's, we'll put a link in the show notes and it's in our bio on our Instagram and whatnot, but we have this marketing personalities test. It's the 16 personalities like Myers-Briggs. Okay. And then it tells you if you, if you pay for the test, it's like about $30 or less. If you pay for the test, she actually gives you a whole report on how to use like what your Myers-Briggs is best suited for, for marketing. So for me, surprisingly enough, I'm video. I'm really good on video and Mina is really good at marketing funnels. So it might be that you might discover that you're excellent on video, but what you want to figure out though, is what works for you since you're running this business. And Mm -hmm. then it might be for me, that's why you'll see me on Instagram all the time. You'll see my face because Mm -hmm. it is way easier for me to get on and talk to people than it is for me to type anything, write out a whole blog post. I can do it, but it's not as natural to me, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm a quick start. I'm like, I'm going to go on and tell them about this episode tomorrow. Cool. And I can do it right then and there. Okay. I mean, I'm guessing your daughter who takes all the photos and, and gets people to step into the booth is probably extrovert and could be probably, you'll probably find she's a great video host. Yeah. So she could be the host. You are the producer behind the camera. And then your husband is the co-host of your daughter and he's okay. making the and that's usually That's usually what I have her doing. So yeah. <laughs> I have produced She's usually like stirring the pot. I don't put anybody's face in it. It's basically her hands Uh stirring the pot and, you know, doing all the prep stuff ahead of time and then putting it together. And then usually off to the side, it'll already be done, you know, in another pot. Kind of thinking about like a Today Show segment when they do a cooking segment, except without face. So, yeah. Yeah. And then even the tagging thing, like think about all the different tags you have, you know, like, hey, tag somebody who's vegan. 
tag somebody who's raising strong girls. I would definitely be one of those. You know, I have two little girls of my own. So like, you know, just think about what your call to action is and make it engaging. So they are tagging other people or throw an emoji, you know, throw a carrot emoji in there for this coleslaw. Um, and I've and I've done that recently on our Instagram a couple times, a couple ways. One I saw on one of our friends' Instagrams that she had these like emojis and it was like, no words, just an emoji describe how you, your week feels or something. Yeah. And yeah. it got a ton of people putting in a face or a bunch of emojis. And then I did, I did a video. Oh, I, I entered like a video like of our episode. And then I said, um, comment boss, if you feel like blah, blah, blah. And then, so people are supposed to respond just boss. Right. And so yeah. you're, so those are the times sometimes you're prompting them because the biggest thing about social media and Instagram is that you're wanting them to engage. So you could have a couple hundred followers if they are engaged customers. Imagine if you sold 200 bottles, you're like yeah. not a bad thing. And you keep them and you keep them going and, and keep giving them recipes to use up the sauce to have to buy more of it. It is something that people, if they have all, they don't, we just came out of the winter. Maybe people aren't barbecuing as much, mm-hmm. but what the barbecue pizza? Um, yes, yes, mm. yes. Oh, yeah. Sounds amazing. That, that was that was definitely <laughs> something that I was thinking about at once. Summer was over with last year. I was like, I need to get them to cook inside. I need to have them yeah. oven roast some chicken and throw some barbecue sauce on it. I need them to pull out their crock pots and make these beans. I need them to put it on the stovetop. Yeah, that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I was thinking about going into winter because I didn't know, even though it's a year-long, something that I can sell year-long, I wasn't sure how people purchased it year-long. So I was kind of trying to figure out that as well. So Yeah, Yeah. like Thanksgiving, maybe there's a sauce that can be created that kind of pulls that We make little smokies every year for Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. And one thing that Mina said earlier, which is – um, so she's Asian American, or would you call her, what would you call yourself? Asian American? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I don't else. Know, like if you say like Thai American, I don't know. Yeah, um, no, I call myself Thai Dom. I don't call myself American. I guess you don't. Yeah. You don't really. Uh, okay, so, but let's just say she's Asian American because she was born here. Let's just say. <laughs> Throw that tagline in. <laughs> just assume that that's it. But she does barbecue, which is American with rice. Which yeah. Is Asian. So you can yeah. also ask to crowdsource from people like on your stories, tag how you use, like we're all Americans, right? So like tag how you use it with your own cultural food, you know? And she might tag like barbecue sauce with rice. Asian American, you know. This I know is how people I- are assuming I'm using soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's on Wednesdays. I use it right. all the time. So like, you know how people dip uh, ranch sauce, a pizza and ranch sauce? I see them yeah. do the same with barbecue sauce as well. Yeah. So things like that that are like unusual combinations I think would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. My see. husband eats barbecue sauce on literally ev- everything. And if something, even if we're at a restaurant that's not that great, he goes, can mm-hmm. I have barbecue sauce? And it makes it better. Mm-hmm. Oh, so- yeah. My Denver omelets. Oh my God. You throw some barbecue sauce on that. Oh, barbecue sauce on omelets. I've never even thought about it. So thank you for that. (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) Boom. So that's the thing, right? And then you're crowdsourcing and you're asking them to tag you. So you'll see if you follow us on our stories, people, and thank you for anyone who does this and continue to do it, but they tag us when they're shipping or they're listening to the podcast. So then they start to think about us and then they're tagging us and then we get note and we love it. And then we Mm -hmm. note it and then we post it in our stories. So they're actually creating content for us and 
sharing with their followers and then sharing, and then we get to share with our followers and, and everybody likes to be kind of like called out and especially like other businesses, right? Like yeah. it exposes that business to our followers. Yes. So how do we, let's break this down in like a plan. So one thing I think is that you should do a lot of brain dumping, right? So content ideas, researching other brands that are out there and seeing the kind of things they share and start to just brainstorm and then start to plan out timing of it. So like no matter what you do, you want to make sure that you are staying committed to what you say you're going to do. So if you tell your audience, I'm going to show up every Wednesday, Mm -hmm. like we have our podcast, we show up every Thursday. Okay. So Whatever it is, whatever you feel like you can commit to, do that. And then think about the ways you can reach out to them, whether you're going to start with emails or you're going to do emails, you're going to do weekly videos on Instagram. Pinterest is a whole other thing, which I'm just going to, we'll put in the show notes as well, but Simple Pin Media or Simple Pin Podcast. You can go back and listen to, let's start from the beginning, like on Pinterest. Uh-huh. Um, or you can hire them, but they, but she talks like last year she did every month. She talked about, um, what you should be pinning in that month, for example. And July, I remember it was barbecues, everything barbecue. So mm-hmm. the, you're, you're starting to head into the season. That's going to be probably your strongest season. So we need to get you really clear and visible and, um, accessible to buy. I want you to get really clear on your story. So understanding your story and knowing how you're going to portray that always, what the words are that your company lives by, what people will be able to, you want to make it really referable. So you want people to be like, Sergeant Hart's barbecue sauce is, or this is what you, why you should buy it. Or, mm-hmm. and also you're going to eventually want to talk about like the taste. We haven't even talked about that, but oh, like, yeah. you're going to want to describe the taste and have the words of like why your daughter will eat this one and not that. Is it sweet? Is it spicy? You know, talking about it. And then Amazon. I mean, if you can lean into Amazon and do Amazon prime and whatever, I think, and then do it the right way, which might be some more research for you and stuff, but that might be a better way to expose yourself, like expose the brand versus you can still get into these like food co-ops and you can do farmer's markets, which will be that local exposure. But I actually think that's a lot of time that you're going to spend. I actually think just by getting it to people who can almost be your brand reps in different places and really leaning into Amazon mm-hmm. um, and your visibility and your story and getting people to talk about it. I think just in what you did last year, like financially to your goals this year, I think just those little tweaks will bump up bump up your sales. Yeah. To keep you streamlined, let's do just focus, you know, because it's going to be a lot of things. So just focus on Instagram and Amazon and then getting people to spread the word. So everything that you should be doing should be a call to action that routes to either engagement or Amazon. Okay. Okay. Because you want to ramp up your Amazon listing. It's key to get it, the reviews, it's key to get the sales momentum going because as you reach barbecue season, that will only help it immensely. You're keeping the ball rolling at that point. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Any questions since we just talked at you for an hour? (laughs) No, no, but you know, I I love it because it kind of gets me thinking about some stuff that I didn't maybe consider before. And then some of the stuff I was like, okay, I've I've actually got somebody who's going to be helping, helping me with cleaning up my website, getting marketing and all that stuff, the labels. Yeah. So it's, it's about to get busy season for me, but it's okay. You're doing great. And your website, you, there's very successful Amazon businesses without even a, a website at all. 
Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, I think, you know, you may, your website could, if you don't want to sell direct to customer, your website could potentially just be an information site. Right. With where people go to sign up for recipes. And a button that sends to Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, I think in the beginning when I just was kind of first thinking of concept, that's what I was thinking about. I was looking at my competitors and seeing that they don't necessarily sell there. They are in stores and people go to the stores to buy that, but they don't necessarily purchase it from the website. It was more informational and the recipes like how you just mentioned. So I think that's what I your collateral in your business, the thing one, if let's say you ever built this business up enough that you wanted to sell it to somebody, they're going to look at your sales, but they're also going to want to look at your, like your engagement and your email list. So I think a really big thing for you is your email list, because that's your way of interacting with your customers and look across to other products. So don't only look at barbecue sauce, look at jams, look at honeys, look at other companies that have a strong following and what their there's peanut butter companies like go to some of these farmers markets and see the companies while you're there, look at their Instagram and see if they have a good following and then do what they're doing with your sauce. So thank you so much for being on. And then could you please tell our listeners how they can find you and connect with you? Yes, sure. So I am on Facebook at uh, strong family bonds or Sergeant hearts barbecue sauce. So that's S G T heart h-a-r-t apostrophe s barbecue sauce uh and on instagram at s-g-t underscore h-a-r-t-s underscore bbq sauce uh so on both of those there and then i'm also on amazon you can search sergeant hearts and it'll pop up as sergeant hearts uh barbecue sauce a veteran-owned company yeah and i will have that linked all in the show notes make sure you guys buy from there and then leave a review thank you (laughs) All right. Thanks, Makita. Guys, thank you. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.